From the Financial Times in London, I'm Elaine Moore and this is FT News. Investment group JAB has agreed to buy UK sandwich and coffee shop chain Pret-a-Manger, which some see as part of a bid to take on Nestle, the world's largest food company. This is the latest in a series of coffee and drinks-based acquisitions by JAB. And coffee is, of course, one of the fastest-growing consumer businesses, particularly in the US, the world's largest coffee market. With me in the studio to discuss this deal are my colleagues Arash Masudi and Javier Espinoza, who have both been covering this story for the FT. Javier, I'm going to start with you. This, I think, is a scoop that you had for the Financial Times. Can you tell us a little bit about pret history? and how many outlets it has right now. So it started in 1986 with just one single outlet in London, Victoria, and it now has over 500 stores worldwide, with the US being its key market outside the UK. It's become the go-to place for workers on the go in major financial hubs, and people that I've spoken to say that getting the product offering right from the famous crayfish and avocado sandwiches to charcoal infused drinks is partly why it's done so well. So I know Pret very well and I think everybody who works in London or large cities, as you said, knows Pret very well. What was it sold for and is this seen as a good deal for its owners, the private equity group Bridgepoint? It's been really good for Bridgepoint, which is a London-based buyout group. It was sold for over £1.5 billion, including debt, which is the equivalent of basically six times their original investment. So just to put this into the wider context of what's happening in private equity, these groups are selling assets at record multiples. So it's like the best time for them to be pursuing the sale but they have been reluctant to let go. They were originally exploring a listing in New York, but recently they took the view that they would get a better price through a private sale. And Arish, what do we know about JAB and its strategy of acquiring assets related to the coffee business in particular? So the key to understanding JAB is to know that, first of all, the people who are effectively the money behind JAB have no direct role in running JAB. It's four adopted siblings out of nine who inherited their father's fortune. They rolled up the stakes belonging to their five other siblings. The family's called the Ryman family. Reclusive, do not talk to the press, very ordinary jobs, not attention-seeking, you name it, but they're billionaires. And what they have is this vehicle, which had stakes in the legacies of their father's company and their kind of grandparents' company. And what they've done is they've brought in professional managers, in this case, Bart Becht, who's the former CEO of Reckitt Benckiser, which actually has its roots in one of the JAB's family stakes from the past. Olivier Goudet, a professional from Mars, who is an advisor to big consumer companies and had this vision around coffee. And Peter Harf, who's a luxury expert. And these three form this triumvirate, which is splashing enormous amounts of cash around the coffee and consumer space. And in particular, in coffee, Olivier Goudet tried to convince Mars to go after the coffee space, but Mars was more keen to stick on candy and pet food. And as a result, he brought this vision to JAB. And what's followed is the last four years is a sort of unprecedented assault on the coffee sector, which has led them to become the number two player in coffee by market share, only to Nestle. 
So is this Pret acquisition seen as part of this move into coffee? So Pret sells coffee, obviously, it also sells sandwiches. How does this fit into JAB's strategy, do you think? So Javier and I learned that 20% of Pret's revenues come from hot drinks, and that was one of the big successes for Bridgepoint, is growing that from what was a small percentage. We also learned that Pret's founders actually didn't even drink coffee, they were tea drinkers. So one of Bridgepoint's big wins on the sort of 10-year ownership of this was this establishment of coffee and hot drinks as a key part of its offering. But JAB sees this slightly differently. They see this as a move into grab-and-go foods. So in recent years, they've also acquired Panera Bread, which is a big U.S. chain, and they've acquired Krispy Kreme, which is best known for its donuts but also sells coffee. So they want to corner the grab-and-go space and picking up brands that they really like. They see that as adjacent to their coffee strategy, which has seen them buy things like Keurig Green Mountain and then most recently Dr. Pepper Snapple, which is a slightly curveball into their strategy. And so how well placed is JAB, do you think, to compete with Nestle in the U.S. coffee market in particular, if that's where they're going for? Well, it's hard to say how hard they are to compete, but it's easy to say that it's captured Nestle's attention. Maybe just under eight months ago, Nestle did a $700 million deal to buy hipster coffee chain Blue Bottle. And just in the last few weeks, it struck a deal with Starbucks, whereby Nestle has agreed to basically distribute Starbucks products outside of Starbucks stores. So it is opening up its Nespresso system to Starbucks pods, for instance, which is a huge change. And they paid $7 billion just to the rights to sell this stuff, not even to physically outright own them. So it's quite a change in strategy. And you have to say that that is because Nestle has noticed what JAB is doing. But ultimately, there's one interesting divide here. Nestle is a publicly traded company accountable to shareholders and the general public. JAB is a private wealth vehicle for these reclusive Germans run by these secretive but sort of well thought of managers, and they're accountable to nobody, right? So this is a big evolution in consumer battles. You have one group, which is an enormous force globally and through supply chains, and another, which is an up-and-coming force using Luxembourg-based vehicles, tax efficiencies, you name it, to concentrate wealth, power, and a lot of assets in a small set of hands and then reap as much money for themselves as they can from it. And do you think that this is the last deal that we'll see from JAB or there are more to come in this same sector? It seems to be that they are going to keep doing deals. As one banker told us, they are one of the biggest fee payers in the sector, in the consumer space. So there's no shortage of people sending ideas their way. There's no shortage of bravado from their camp in terms of their intelligence vis-a-vis rivals in the sector. And there's no shortage of capital that's out there desperate to find homes. The key question, though, is can they keep paying these enormous prices when they bought Panera, when they bought Dr. Pepper, and now when they bought Pret, they're paying prices that most people would think are ridiculous. And so how do they keep doing it without sort of turning themselves into the slash and burn merchants that's 3G Capital, who they claim they're not very much like, but increasingly are starting to resemble? Thank you so much, Arash and Javier. And don't forget, you can read more about this story on FT.com. If I would have known back then what I know today, there would not be a chance that I would have pursued this opportunity because it's been a sort of roller coaster ride, but mentally and physically, it's been much tougher than I could ever have imagined back then. We're back. Startup Stories is returning with a new set of entrepreneurs sharing their insights about the joys and challenges of starting a business. So look out for the first episode in our new series of Startup Stories, the weekly show from the Financial Times 
from Monday. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.